New Hope Outreach Ministries, making a difference by taking the gospel from word to action. And now, today's message. Three homes. And what you need three homes, Pastor John? I'm going to tell you. You know I'm going to tell you. We need an earthly home. We need a church home. And we need a heavenly home. Amen. Praise God. This morning we're honored to be to be blessed today by my brother and sister Owens, all the way from from Minnesota. Come down to be good friends of the um, brothers and brother Gary, his guests of his, and they've been friends with him for quite some time. Well, brothers and sisters, we're so honored and delighted for you guys to be here with us today. And we hope and pray that something has been done and said is going to be a blessing to you. Amen. God is just so good to us. I tell you, we just can't. Some say we just can't count the blessings, all the great things God is doing for us. Amen. God is good. Amen. Got your Bibles this morning. Turn with us to the book. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18. I tell you, I've been, been trying to get away from these promises, but just can't get away from them. But that's, all, that's okay. It's all good. Amen. Look at your neighbors. It's all good. For God got great things in store for us. Amen. And the best is yet to come. You know, like he did the wedding of Canaan, he kept the best for last. By the grace of God, we're so honored to you guys be here to share with us. Amen. We just thank you. Thank God for, for his grace and his mercy. Our base scripture. I like this scripture here. I tell you, it's just, God is just so good. You know, all this good stuff he's doing. In the book of Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 6, in the um, New Century translation, let us stand for reading God's word. New Century, chapter 6 and verse 18. Amen. Said these two things, look at your name, said these two things cannot change. God cannot lie. When he make a promise, he cannot lie when he make an oath. These things encourages us who came to God for safety. They give us strength to hold on to the hope that we've been given. Amen. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your word today. We can't do anything except you be with us. We're so honored to know that you're always with us. You promise never to leave us nor to forsake us. And we thank you for this this morning. We thank you, Lord, that we come this morning together in this place to hear from you. Not to hear from Pastor John, but to hear from you. And to be encouraged by the things you're going to say to us today. Our ears are open and our hearts are receptive. And I pray this morning, God, that our hearts are open to receive all the good things you have for us. Realizing that your word will not return unto your void, but it will accomplish and prosper in the place and where to you send it. We thank you for this right now. And the church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. God is good. Amen. This morning we want to speak to you about God promised to help you. God promised to help you. Amen. And when I say help you, I mean God is willing to do and to go. He's already went above and beyond to help us. Amen. Only thing we got to do is just do our part by the grace of God. Just, just follow his obedience and just do what he tells us to do. And guess what? The rest can be history by the grace of God. I was sharing with Brother Owens this morning. He was sharing with us a little bit uh, with me about his, his testimony, very similar to ours, by the grace of God. But we're just grateful for the fact that God is able. But I'm telling you, a lot of people didn't believe this, but they need to start believing this. But God is reversing things today that should have been reversed years ago. Amen. We're living in a time what we call divine reversal. Look at your neighbor and say, divine reversal. Now, why would you say that, Pastor John? Because the Bible said, what seems impossible to man 
is not impossible with God. All things are possible to who? To them that believe it by the grace of God. You can have what you say. If you say it and you can believe it, it is yours by the grace of God. And God's word backs up what he said he's going to do for us. And he wanted to do great things for us by the grace of God. Amen. You know, going to our first scripture, um, text and scripture this morning, coming from the book of um, book of Numbers this morning. God's just, God's just so, so grateful. Amen. Book of Numbers this morning. Numbers, I'm sorry, Joshua chapter 21, verse 45. Joshua, no, Joshua 21 and verse 45. And it's easy to read, it says this. God said, the Lord keep his promise. The Lord kept his promise to every promise that he made to the, to the Israelites. There was no promise that he failed to keep. Every promise came true. Not some promise. But every promise came true. He did not fail. Everything he promised them, he did it. He did it. Now I'm telling you, that's something that we should get our wrap our head around. If you're dealing with some stuff today, and just because it has, has not happened yet, this should give you some hope this morning. And God is the same yesterday and today and forevermore, and he changed not. If he did, excuse me, if he did it for them, he can do it for you today by the grace of God. Don't get into this mindset, well, where it can't change. This can't happen, whatever. And you heard me say many times, God got legs. He got arms. got ears. got eyeballs. All types of stuff have in heaven. He wanted to give his people. Amen. God is not hopeless. Amen. He is the creator. He is the great architect. And he knows everything you need. And the only thing you got to do is just believe it. You can receive it by the grace of God. Every promise he promised the children of Israel, it came true. Not one word, not one word failed. If he promised them something, he did it by the grace of God. Down with that in the book of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 20, he said, for all the promises have been fulfilled in Christ with a resounding yes. In other words, the scripture talking about when you're looking at resounding yes, his word is absolutely sure. It's absolutely sure. You can depend on it. You can trust it by the grace of God. And that's why it's now, now it's time for, as a person who's going through some stuff, been through some stuff, to go back and revisit what they've been through and see whether or not, had, whether or not those things came to pass. If it didn't come to pass, Listen to me. Don't give up hope. It's not over until it's over. The best is yet to come. And, and this is something that the devil is trying to get people to say, well, there's no way. It's not going to happen. Been going 20 years. God can do more in one minute than take a man to do in a whole lifetime. One minute. He can do it by the grace of God. And that's why we want to make sure that we stand on God's promises because he wants to help you. And see, a lot of people don't believe that God wants to help them. All you people that are even on drugs and the homeless or whatever, God wants to help these people. He wants to help them. But in other words, for, for God to help them, they must want the help. They must want it and reach out to God. I don't care who you are, blind, crippled, or crazy, everybody knows something about Jesus. It may not be right, but they know something about him. But we take the time, we can get that theology straight by the grace of God. And that's why it's important right now as a church, as a believer, is to making sure that you, that you implement these principles and these promises into your life. Because this pandemic is just a just rehearsal of things to come. Other stuff is coming down the pipe. And that's why you want to start now, learn how to trust God. Learn how to trust God. And even though you don't know how to do that, just tell God, say, God, I want to trust you, but I just don't know how to trust you. I want you to work with me and teach me and show me how. And I'm telling you, God began to work with you and start teaching you some things and showing you some things, how you can trust him or whatever. And the best way you learn how to trust God is build a relationship with him. Just like your best friends that you have in your life. 
But they didn't just become your best friend overnight. Because of your relationship with them, you have learned how to talk to them, fellowship with them, and get to know them. And because by you getting to know them, you develop a relationship that you can begin to trust them. You wouldn't give anybody your debit card, would you? Huh? Only people you give your debit card to or give a key to your, key to your house to are people that you know and people you can trust. But you can do that with Jesus, amen? You don't have to worry about that, that Ben Franklin being taken. You can put all the Ben Franklins on your table you want to. When you leave there and come back, whatever you left is going to be there when you return. That's how you can trust God. He's not going to take it. He's not going to go out and go on that love, that love boat trip that men want to go on for many years. He's not going to go out and buy that brand new, new suit or that new dress that he want to buy. But God will, will, will walk away from it because he knows for a fact that belongs to you. You can trust him that well. But what we have to do is once we learn how to trust God, is continue to trust him. Because there's so many distractions in the world that are causing people not to trust God. Listen to me, there's nothing wrong with the government. Don't put your trust in the government. I'm telling you, you do, you're going to be, you're going to be disappointed. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And whatever you do, don't do it in fear. You do it in faith by the grace of God. You know, a lot of people doing stuff out of fear. You don't do stuff out of fear. You do it out of faith. And you always talk to God. And that's why he gives you that knowing, the Holy Spirit on the inside. You have that knowing of what's going on. That's why he had placed a deposit in you is the gift of eternal life and the Holy Spirit. Um, and that's why it's so important is not to be moved by all this stuff that's going on. Look in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 58. What was Paul telling the church at Corinthian? Um, verse 58. He said, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, stand what? Stand firm. Let what? Nothing. Look at your name and say, let nothing. Let nothing move you. Can things move you? Yes, it can. My, our dentist, our dentist, um, sold his practice, I guess, a few months ago. This new guy there. And, um, and I went to talk to him, you know, just trying to get to know him and stuff like that. He said some stuff the other day that moved me a little bit. I had to call Pastor Hill and say, look, you need to talk to me a little bit. I got to refocus here a little bit. But, you know, sometimes the devil uses people just like God used people to say some crazy stuff. And that's why you have to be careful who you talk to many times, especially when you're going through stuff. Just like God can share good stuff with you, devil put cologne, put people um, in, your, in your way to tell you stuff that you know for a fact that can really get you going in a different direction if you're not careful. Even he can work through husbands and wives and children do the same thing. He's a hitchhiker. Any way he can get a ride to work through somebody, he'll do it. He'll do it. But that's why when, when that happens, you got to be like Paul and say, what? I'm not letting nothing move me. Nothing. If you go to the doctor or whatever, and he tells you some stuff that you don't want to hear, if you're not careful, that stuff will move you. Will move you which way? In the wrong direction. Move you to start thinking negative thoughts. Start thinking negative things or whatever. You start looking at, start listening to his report versus listening to God's report. And that's why it's always, when before you go to those places, pray. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, let nothing negative come out of his mouth. In Jesus' name. Just like God shut the mouth of the lions when it came to, came to Daniel, he can shut the mouth of people or whatever. I'm telling you, if they're open to the devil, the devil twists them some stuff in their ear, and before you know it, they start with a conversation with you, and you ask, like, how did we end up on this? And you, how do you know it's the devil? How do you know it's the devil? Because of the way it makes you feel. If you don't feel joy and peace about it, you know it's nothing but the enemy. Even if it's coming through a friend or whoever, if that, that conversation is not building you up and encouraging you or whatever, you know for a fact that's the enemy. That's the enemy working, using that person 
to get to you. And that's why you can't let stuff um, move you. That's why in the book of Proverbs it said, guard your heart with all diligence for out of it for out of it flows the issues of life by the grace of God. That's why you have to guard your heart and make sure you keep your heart in the right place. Then second, I like this scripture here in the book of Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 14. He said, guard the good deposit that was entrusted to you. That what? The good deposit. God, God have deposited some great things inside of you. When you accepted Jesus Christ, that was a, a great and awesome deposit that God placed deposit within you. It's there. The only thing you got to do now, allow God to work in your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to work with you and great things can come out of what has been deposited in your heart. And that's why Paul is telling, telling Timothy, look, say God, the good deposit that was entrusted to you, guard it with the help of what? The Holy Spirit who lives in us. Guard it. Amen. If you got faith, you got peace, and you got joy, that joy and peace is not going to stay there if you don't, if you don't guard it. If you, if, because there's so many stuff, so many things are going on in the world today around it. Look at the news. You listen to the news, and well, a lot of people don't, um, whatever, because that means a lot of crazy stuff come out, come over those airways or whatever. But you want to make sure if you do, you have to guard your heart. Because if you don't, and make you think, man, the rapture is getting ready to take place. No, it's coming, but it's not yet. There's a lot more to be done before the rapture comes. By the grace of God. I know a lot of people believe that the rapture is going to be here next week. Remember remember year of 20,000? Year of 2000? Everybody was running and getting the money out of the bank because they said the world was coming to an end. Bombs are going off. Look, at we're 23 years into 2020. None of that crazy stuff happened. They were just running. And the devil had them going and going crazy, just like he did that pandemic. When they said, what if, if you got certain issues, if you got heart issues, you got uh, diabetes, you're a candidate, you're going to die. A lot of people leave that foolishness. And what happened to them? They ended up dying. They left here. Not because of the pandemic, because of what they believe. That's why what you believe is important. And if you believe the right thing, good things can happen. That's why it says Psalm 91 says, talks about, say, a thousand shall fall by thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand. But in Jesus' name, it shall not come nigh you by the grace of God. And that's why it's important. You, you need to know these scriptures and have these scriptures in your heart because when that situation come up, uh, whatever, because like right now, all these vaccines and all this stuff they're giving you, let me tell you some brother and sister. Um, they be good to you, but they ain't good for you. Because I'm telling you, just like the doctor tell me, he always asks me, John, you, you haven't gotten a shot. I said, guess what? I'm not getting it. Because the last flu shot I got was in the military, and that was 20 plus years ago. And um, I remember during that time, I only had to get a name because it had your name on list. And you know there were consequences for not getting it. But guess what? I'm not in the military no more. I'm a big boy now. I grew up. I don't have to. I can say no now. I don't have to say yes. And I guess that can be rebellious to a degree. But I'm telling you, you got to know your heart. You got to know your God in whom you serve. You can put your trust. And that's why it's important to start learning how to trust God now. Not tomorrow, but now. So when these things come, you don't have to worry about calling such and such. What should you do or what should you not do? You know what to do because the Holy Spirit is going to tell you, say, no, you don't need to do this. That's not good to you. And you don't want to do something you regret, to do something today that you regret tomorrow. You don't want to do that. And some people, because of, the, because of Jesus, some people won't serve God because he, he's not black. It's a white man, God. I'm telling you, crazy stuff people believe. People don't read the Bible. They say, why? Because you're written by man. It, it, it's true. But then again, for those that take a note, I want to give you the scripture in the book of Peter. Because when I first got saved, man, they used to hit me with this one all the time. Who wrote the Bible? The Holy Ghost wrote the Bible. 
Not just anybody wrote the Bible. The power of the Holy Ghost wrote the Bible. Amen. And that's why it's important is to be able to remember. Remember these scriptures, whatever that God bless you with, because they can be an encouragement to you. Amen. Let me see if I find this scripture for you right quick. First, um, Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 20. He said, knowing this, that no prophecy, no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. In other words, man didn't just, just come up with this Bible and just decide to write some stuff on a page. But what happened was, it said, um, said, for prophecy came not, said came not in the old time by the will of man, but by holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So what was written in this Bible was really men that was moved by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was the, was the writer of this Bible. And why is that important? All these people that believe in that crazy stuff, who wrote the Bible, who didn't write the Bible, what they, what they are not understanding is they're missing out on a lot of promises that they that could benefit their life if they embrace them. But the devil don't care how he deceives you as long as he deceives you. You know, it's just like killing a person. If you shoot them by gun, they die. If you cut them, cut them with, cut their throat with a knife, they die. If you choke them to death, they die. There are three different methods, but guess what? The end result, they still die. And see, when you allow this ignorance to come into your life, you can miss out on a lot of blessings or whatever. Miss out on a lot of blessings. But we're not ignorant by the grace of God. Amen? We know God's word. And see, many people fail because we're not Jews. The Bible, the Bible don't pertain to us. It's of, of no value to us. That's another lie from the pits of hell. And Paul talked to the church in Rome about that. Chapter, chapter 9 in the book of Romans, chapter verses 6 through 8. He said, I don't mean that God failed to keep his promise to the Jewish people. Because I don't believe that, guess what? Unless they was uh, Jewish, unless they're from Abraham or whatever, directly from Abraham, see that the Bible really, the promises of God was not for them. It didn't apply to them. God had basically had neglected them, which is not true. Which is not true. But what has to happen? When you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you receive all the promises of God. Amen? All those promises belong to you. Has nothing to do with your nationality. Has nothing to do with your color. Because like I tell people, ain't going to be no black heaven and white heaven and, and Puerto Rican heaven. There's one heaven and one earth. So get it straight. Amen? And people that, but again, these things people embark upon, they, they listen to all this food, but they don't realize how they're missing out on God, really, by embracing all this stuff. I mean, if you don't give me $100, I don't care what your color is. That $100 was spent any day if it's not counterfeit. God, who gave it to me? Amen. So, but I mean, it's just things that people get hung up on. Well, you know, I just, it's just, I'm just, I'm this and I'm that. No, no, you got to learn how to respond to God. That's why in the book of Peter, 2 Peter, chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, where it talks about, because of his glory and excellence, he has given us great and precious promise. Not just promise, but great and precious promise. I mean, these promises, brothers and sisters, are works. If you, if you believe them and stand on them, I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. God going to keep his word. You will not be disappointed. And that's why you cannot believe that the doctrines have last say-so in every situation, whatever. That's not true. God is the one that has the last say-so. He said, by his stripes, you are healed right now. Regardless of whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, or whatever, learn how to trust God. For, even when you, when, it's, when you have a headache, don't always go to that uh, medicine cabinet and, and grab that, etc. Learn how to talk to God. Say, God, I got a headache. Why don't you help me take control of it? But make sure you're drinking plenty of water and all that stuff because sometimes toxin builds up in the body. 
and causes you to be causes different the poor the toxin trying to get out of your body that needs to be flushed out and water will do that a lot of times people take um, when it comes to medication a lot of medication will cause people to become constipation constipation or whatever but I've learned over the last few months and last few weeks or whatever the greatest what can happen in that area without taking a lot of medicine is drinking warm or cold lemon water. Get you a fresh lemon and just squeeze it up and just squeeze into the water and whatever. And that works also as a laxative, believe it or not. I'm trying to help somebody this morning, amen? <laughs> I'm trying to keep you from getting all, taking all this medicine or whatever that you don't really need. Because there's a pill for everything, but also there's also what we call the gospel. Amen. Learn to listen to other people and have a conversation. You'll learn a lot or whatever. But I'm telling you, that lemon water works by the grace of God. It'll work. You drink it, drink it in the stomach, whatever. It can be warm or cold. A fresh lemon. You squeeze, get one of those little uh, lemon squeeze or whatever. And squeeze that lemon juice out of there and just drink it by the grace of God. It kills a lot of toxin or whatever. Because the uh, lemon water helps flush it out. A lot of toxins in your body or whatever, by the grace of God. Keep you healthy. Because, you know, like I say, ain't going to be no Walgreens in heaven. No CBS either. Amen. Back in Carolina, where we grew up, we had called Hunter's Drug Store. Won't be no Hunter's Drug Store either. Amen. By the grace of God. God is good. And what we have to learn how to do is learn how to respond. To what, what God is doing. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 4 and 5 begin to read that scripture. Notice, notice the last portion of that scripture where I talk about by his divine nature escaped the, um, the world's corruption because of human design. That's why it's important for us to respond to God. Everything God tells you to do is your response to it. You can respond you can respond to it by saying yes, you choose to believe this, or you choose not to believe it. But you a response, no response is still a response. So either way you go, you're going to make a response by the grace of God. And this morning I want to share with you some things, that some areas that God wants to, want to help you in. Go to the book of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 16. This is an area that God wants to help you in. He wants to strengthen you. Look at your neighbors and strengthen you. You don't have to take five hours of energy every day. God can give you all the strength you need. He can wire you up just like a sound. Like, like all the electric running through them lights and causing them light to shine. God can do the same thing for you. Five hours. If you get connected, get connected and stay connected. He'll do it for by the grace of God. He said this. He said, for by this reason I bow my knee before the Father. For whom every every family in heaven on earth is named, he said that according to according to the riches of his glory, that he may grant grant you to be what strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. God wants to strengthen you, not only physically but spiritually by the grace of God. And this will, and how you get this strength is through his word. Remember the subject this morning, we're talking about God wants to help you. And one way he wants to help you is by strengthening you by the grace of God. Because we go through life's journey and many times sharing with others, giving to others in various activities. We need some strength, amen? We need strength. And God can do it. Can God strengthen you? Absolutely he can. He can do it. And same thing at night when you get into bed, Instead of taking all the pills for insomnia or whatever, Holy Ghost will put you to sleep. Believe that? I lay in the bed that night. I toss and turn a little bit or whatever. I said, Holy Spirit, I need to stop tossing and turning. I need to go to sleep. If you ever had anesthesia, you know, you've been in there, you're going through an operation or whatever. They give you this stuff. They put this stuff in your, in your, in your veins and whatever. They say, now count back, backwards from, from 10 or count to 10. 
And before you count to 10, you out. And I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit can do the same thing at night. You don't have to toss and turn. When you're in bed at night, you just say, Lord, I want to get some sleep in. Holy Spirit, help me to go to sleep. And I'm telling you, that could be one of the best nights of sleep you had in a long time. Because when God do something, I'm telling you, it's always good, very good, by the grace of God. So I'm not telling you not to take your insomnia medicine, but I'm telling you that you, have, you also have alternate medicine as well. God wants to give you his medicine. He wants to help you. He don't want you to have to put all your trust in those things. He wants you to put your trust in him. And if you do that, I'm telling you, great things can happen. Also, point number two, God promised to give you rest. Give you rest. So you don't have to wake up in the morning all tired and go down. Um, Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. He said, come, come to me, all who are weary and carry with heavy burdens. A lot of people, sometime again, the devil try to wear you out. Try to wear you down. That's why you need to have God, because when you're worrying and stressing, you can't sleep well at night. That's why he said, come unto me, all you who are weary and, and carry heavy burden. I will what? I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon, me, upon you and let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy. For my yoke is my yoke is easy to bear, and the bearing I give give you is, is light. Amen. So if anything God give you, He's not gonna worry you out with it by the grace of God. He always gonna give you stuff that you can handle, and when He give it to you, you're not dealing with it anyway. You and Him are dealing with it together. Amen. By the grace of God. That's why I always when I get ready to do something, get involved in something. I always say, okay, God, if you're not in it, I'm not in it. You know how you do your friend? Man, I go if you go. If you don't go, I ain't going. Not good ground, but it's true. If God ain't going, I ain't going either. If you're not going to do it, I'm not going to do it either. I don't want to do this by myself. I need your help, God. I need you again, your help. So he promised to give you rest by doing, by how he planned to do that, by taking all this heavy Taking this weary, you being worried and stressing and all that stuff, burdens and whatever, you know, dealing with family problems, children problems, grandchildren problems. A lot of problems out there to deal with. And you can't deal with all this stuff by yourself. And that's what Jesus said. He said, look, come do what? Come to me. If you come to me, I can help you. But if, if you think if you think you're stronger than I am, you can you can deal with it yourself. And you want to stop trying to take on so much stuff. Look at your neighbors; they're taking on stuff, taking on other people's problems. Amen. Stop taking on other people's problems. Cast all your cares upon God. You can't fix all the problems. Stop trying to try. They're going to wear you down because every time they get a problem, guess what they're going to do? They're going to come to you. And you can't fix them all. You have to learn how to cast these things upon Jesus. Amen. And some people say there's trouble finders. They know how to find trouble. And when they find it, they know who to bring it to. You ain't got no time to take care of yourself because you're fixing problems for everybody else. You're so exhausted, overwhelmed, or whatever. So, but you, you don't want to do that. You want to learn how to come to him and cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Point number three. And this, the whole church, everybody, all churches need to get this one. He promised to protect you. That includes all virus, shingles, and you know, got this move on TV, you know, they got a shot for everything now. They need to give us one shot they haven't given. They need to give a shot for being stupid. They ain't came up with that one yet. I'm pretty sure they need to fix that one. 
That's another a lot of un smart people in the world. But there's a lot of unlearned people in the world too. But they I'm pretty sure they're working on it. And once they come up with it, I'm pretty sure somebody will even get a shot for it. But I got news for you. You don't have to get a shot for you. Look around you. You see it. You see it already in operation. You see it already existing. But Psalms, Psalms what? Psalms 91 and verse 2. This is your vaccine right here. Because, you know, starting later this year, you're not, it's no longer going to be insurance. Uh, probably going to, I'm not sure the insurance going to pay for it or not, but it's no longer free. I know that. You're going to have to come out of your pocket with it. It says Psalm 91.2. He said, I declare, said this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my what? Refuge. My place of what? Safety. He is my God and I trust him. I'm telling you, you can get through this life without going through a lot of stuff that you're going through if you learn how to trust God. Even though they say all those vaccines going to help you and do all that good stuff, if you get it, when it first came out where they say you will not catch COVID if you catch it. We know that's a lie. <laughs> so what else are they telling us that's not true? And most, of the, most people, once they get the flu shot, they end up catching the flu. No, you want to learn how to trust God. God, my immune system is strong. Learn how to turn all of them old crazy Netflix and start going to bed at night and get you some rest. Strengthen your immune system. That's Because when you go to the doctor, that's what they will tell you. Go get you some chicken soup. You can buy your chicken soup now. And go to bed and start to set you up at a decent bedtime. Try to get you eight hours of sleep at night. Just sitting there while watching all these old crazy movies. Whatever. Which is not doing you any good. Because when you wear that in your immune system, your, your system gets weak. And therefore, it can't fight out the germs and bacteria. I'm telling you, the, 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 the vaccine, the, the pandemic didn't, didn't kill people. Fear what killed people. They're afraid of it. Because once they looked at what they had and what they said, if you got this, you had, had this, whatever, you're subject to COVID. And see, the point where the devil played, played on a lot of people's mind with that crazy stuff. You got COVID. You got this. You got that. Whatever. I remember one time I had to go to my doctor. I had some type of, to get them, had a cold. I can't remember exactly what I was going for them. And so before I could see him, man, he went off and dressed up in all this gear. He come out to the vehicle. During that time, you know, they wouldn't let you go in the office. You had to then meet you outside in the, in the parking lot or whatever. All that type of crazy stuff. But I'm telling you, I'm not telling you not to get your vaccine. That's what you want to do. You get it. But if you do it, don't do it in fear. Do it out of faith. But I'm telling you, if you trust God, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. God will take care of you. He promised to help us. Amen? That's what he said he promised to do. He promised to help you. Point number four. God promised to take care of all your need. We can't depend on the government to take care of our needs. But God said he can do it. And when God do something, it's always good. Very good. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 19. The New Living Translation says this, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. He tells us where the, where the riches come from. How he going to do it? It's all in Jesus. See, when you don't accept Jesus, I'm telling you, you are missing a package deal, really. You're missing out on a lot of blessings when you don't accept him and don't live and do what he say do. 
you're missing out on a lot of stuff by the grace of God. Then the next point I want to bring out, God promised to work out all your situations. How many people got situations they're working on right now? I heard plenty, lots of them, many of them, and the list goes on. But guess what? You can't find, no psychic can promise you this. Your horoscope can't promise you this. Some people live by those horoscopes. You this, you that. No, I'm Jesus. This is who I am. By the grace of God. According to your horoscope. No, according to Jesus. That's who I used to be. This is who I am now. Romans 8, 28. Romans 8, 28 said what? What do we know? What do we know? We know the all things, not some things. God working in all the situations in your life for you. So that means you can go home and get some rest now. Stop worrying about it. Because he don't work this situation out in the Super Bowl. Don't, people don't know it or not. He don't work it out too. We know for a fact. This is a fact. This is a fact. There won't be two winners. Now, I don't know who revealed that to that girl, but that girl got revelation from somebody. <laughs> I know she didn't get it from Sabrina. Please do. Keep me in prayer. He said, we know that all things work together for the good. The good. We don't understand it, but guess what? He didn't say we understand all things are working together for the God good. God knows. How, how did God know this? According to Psalm 139, he knows the plans and the purpose he has for us. He knows that. And he knows what's going to be best for us. Just like Joseph. Remember Joseph? Joseph did not want to go through what he was going through after he was given the dream that he had. But he needed to have gone through what he went through because that was going to make him better down the road by the grace of God. We know that all things are working together for the good. We don't understand it. But somehow or another, out of this, going to come some good by the grace of God. You don't like, the, you don't like the, the pain to go through it, to go through a lot of this stuff. But guess what? Every situation that you encounter, bad situation, if you look back at it, you can see some good come out of it. One of the things you can see, how that God brought you through it, how you can, can trust God to bring you through the next problem that you have, like that, similar to that. But like Andre Crouch many years ago, he sung back in the early 70s, if I never had a problem, I never knew God would be able to solve it. But he can solve it. He, things are working out for you good. He's, he's working it out. Didn't quite understand, but he's working it out. And that's why it's important for us to have patience. Because most people don't have patience. That's when the devil gets in the head and says, Man, it's, it's getting late now. You need to do this. You need to do that. That's why we need to be patient and wait on God. Because when I was going through the dealing with cancer and all that, all that stuff, by the grace of God, I knew God could do it, but I just had to give God an opportunity to do it. I knew there was a silver lining at the end of all the stuff I was dealing with. Now my life can be an inspiration to so many others by the grace of God. To not only let them, let them know, but to be, be able to see a testimony of what God had done for me. If he can do it for me, he can do it for them too. By the grace of God. So your life can become a living testimony to what others, to, to God, by God's grace, he's showing, him, showing them what he can do through you. By the grace of God. Sometimes you can tell people things or whatever, and sometimes it don't, it may not resonate, 
But when they can see you, look in your face and say, guess what? If, if God do it for them, surely he can do it for me. If he bless them, surely. And God is no what? Respect the person. Of course, if he do for one, he do for the other, by the grace of God. Only thing you have to do is put your faith and trust in him, and God will do it for you. And I love this scripture he said. So we know that God causes everything to work together for the good, for those who love God and are called according to his purpose as well as his plan. He's going to work it out. Did he say he's going to work it out tomorrow? No. He said he's going to work it out next week. But he said it's going to work out. It's going to work out. God is a good God, I tell you. He's an amazing God. And that's why it's so important for us to know that. And when we do that by the grace of God, guess what? We can trust him. We have confidence and faith in God. And even though all these thoughts, all these sayings and stuff are going around your head or whatever, and you know how you know, how you know that you're getting close to your breakthrough? Because the devil going to get busy. He's going to get busy. More crazy thoughts start coming. More negativity start coming. You know for a fact you're getting close then. Getting real close. Your breakthrough is just right around the corner. And this is where a lot of people... If they're not careful, that's when they make a mistake to try to get involved in the situation. Stay out of it. Look at your neighbor and say, stay out of it. Don't put your hand on it. Just leave it alone. Let him fix it. And when he fix it, he always do a good job. I can't imagine what Joseph was going through when he was sitting in prison. How that how Potiphar's wife lied upon lied on him. How he was sitting in prison. I can't imagine that seemed as far from his dream as humanly possible. But guess what? God will work in that situation, getting him to the place he needs to be. Working it out for him, step by step. And that's why we have to get to the point where we have to say, well, God, I don't care when it's going to happen. I know it's going to happen. You're going to work it out. And he will work it out. By the grace of God. Sometimes it seems impossible. And sometimes things get bad before it get better. But don't worry about the bad. Because good is coming. Because God said he can work it out. He's going to work it out. And that's why it's important to, to let you know this morning, God wants to help you. Work out all your problems and situations. If you let him. That's why he came. He said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Abundant life. Not for you to go through hell after hell after hell. No. That's not God. If you're doing that, if you're going through that, you need to take a look at what you're doing. And do sit down and take some time. And still away. And be still. If you be still, then you can what? Know that he's God. Because he's going to talk to you. He's going to talk to you. And when God began to talk to you by the grace of God, guess what? Things started happening. Things will change by the grace of God. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. I'm so glad God is in the business of working things out. Because I tell you, if he had not, y'all be talking Pastor John in the past as he was he used to be. But thank God. For a good God he is, because he loves us. Amen. And that's why we are overcomers. We're not undercomers, we're overcomers. We overcome stuff, amen. Anything, and see, and that's why the devil hates you so bad. Because when you trust Jesus, you're going to defeat him. You're going to defeat him every time if you learn how to trust God, trust in God's promises and get these promises and whatever if you're dealing with a situation and learn how to stand on that promise that God, God, according to your word, this is what you said in your word. You, and not only just stand on, but get it into your heart. Memorize it. So when you start having problems in that area, you can 
regurgitate that promise and remember that promise. Just like that promise we stood on. No weapon formed against you can prosper. And it says it's not going to be formed. But if it's formed, it cannot prosper. It cannot prosper. That's I tell you, that was a great word, girl, I tell you. That word saved our life, amen, by standing on it and listening and obeying God. Amen. And I tell you, that's what you got to do. Obey God and do what he tells you to do, and it'll always work out for you. Always work out for you. By the grace of God. And that's why it's a good thing about letting God work it out for you. And when God work it out, it's a good thing by the grace of God. Because old Pastor Hill, she was determined. Made her mind, she wasn't going to marry old John Henderson. That girl running, she'll run for me just like, like a person running from a snake. But she didn't know. He had, she had no idea. By the grace of God, God was setting us up for good things to come. Amen. And devil doing everything he could to mess the jacked it up. I mean, he was working overtime to jack it up too. But thank God her mom is dead and gone now, but thank God for for a praying mother. And that's why it's good for kids to listen to their parents and listen to people that got wisdom. Because when we get stupid, we get real stupid. We only get something stupid, we get super stupid. And so by the grace of God, and so and, and by God listening to God and obeying God, I'm telling you. Because I told God, I said, God, and people say, God don't hear you if it, don't hear a sinner. Yes, he does, too. He hear you. If you pray, he, he hear you. I told him, I said, God, if you want us together, you put us together. Then all of a sudden, when I got that letter from Miss Hill, boy, I was happy. Like a songwriter said, give me just a little more time. Y'all don't know anything about that, but it's all good. But God was working things out. He was working things out for my good, even though he knew he had a plan. That's why when you're praying and talking to God, when you go to Psalm 39, where are talking about, he already knows the plans he has for you. So God, if this is not part of the plan, then you need to remove it in Jesus' name. If this is not part of the plan you have for me, and you take this away from me in Jesus' name, and let it not return. By the grace of God. And God will do it, I'm telling you. See, God is so, he loves you so much to the point, it's beyond comprehension, really, how much God loves you. And think about what he was willing to do for just you and I, the suffering and the price he paid and went through just for you and I. Now, the only thing we got to do now is just embrace and believe, just believe what he has done for us. And we can have all these great promises that he promises by the grace of God. They belong to you. All of us in Jesus. Amen. When you accept Jesus, your Lord and Savior, all the promises, over 3,000 some promises in the Bible, all of them belong to you. But when you read the promise, always remember, most, most of the time, that's a condition associated with that promise. Remember the scripture in the book of John. said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you and ask for what you will. That's a condition there. If you abide in him, you can ask for what you want and it shall be done to you by the grace of God. Amen? One last scripture. Um, 1 John chapter 5 and verse, and verse 4. You got very familiar with the pastor's scripture. We're going to get ready to close in just a minute. 1 John chapter chapter 5 and verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God, whatsoever is born of God, if you're born of God, guess what? Overcometh the world. And saying, this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And you can over, if you're born of God, you can overcome anything this world threats you. You can overcome it. 
And every setback is an opportunity for a great combat. By the grace of God. You can overcome it. So don't just because it happened, that's because it happened to them, don't mean it's going to happen to you. Don't necessarily have to happen to you. Because first of all, you don't know all the circumstances that took place that happened to that other person. You don't know all the circumstances. And, you, and one thing you learn about people you don't know, you learn today. People tell you what they want you to hear. But they don't always be telling you the exact truth. Because you're like most of the time you go to these multi-level um, conferences about selling into the marketing, the marketing business. They tell you they've reached the, the level of diamond, platinum, and all that good stuff. That's the good stuff. But they're, gonna, they're not going to tell you how many times they were hungry, how many times they almost gave up. They're not going to tell you all that stuff. They almost lost their family and everything else. They're not going to tell you all that. That's the stuff you need to know. Because you need to know the risk as, as well as success is involved here. But they're not going to tell you that. And that's why it's important for you to know the whole picture, the whole story, not just some of the story, but the whole story. And that's why it's good to, to say, whosoever overcomes the world, he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. That's how you do it. Jesus. There's no other way. People say, well, this is the way. No, there's only one way. Jesus is the only way. It's the only way. And so when you begin, when you accept him as your savior, guess what? You got the key to the house. Now the only thing I have to do now is go in and get into this word, begin to read this word, study this word, and begin to know what God has for you, all the promises he has for you. And that's countless, countless promises he has for you. And remember we talked about the last few weeks about restored. God don't replace. Look at your neighbor and say, God don't replace. He restores. And when you restore something, it's always better than the original state. He restores. And when he restores you, I'm telling you, and, and what does restoring look like? Well, read the story of Job, about the life of Job, what, it, what Job went through. That's a good picture that you can get in your mind of what restore looked like when God restored. He didn't replace what Job lost. He restored what Job lost. And everything he, he restored was much better than everything Job, um, Job had lost by the grace of God. Amen. God is good. All the time, God is good. I said one scripture, I need to find the scripture and I'm going to let you go. Amen. He's an, he's an amazing God, I tell you. He's a good God. Always doing great things for us, amen. Talking to you. Sharing things with you. Always sharing good things with you, by the grace of God. Always a good God. Always a good God that He's storing good things for you. And brother Owen, this is a good scripture ready to hold on to, brother, for you, by the grace of God. Jeremiah chapter chapter thirty and verse seventeen. It's a good scripture to hold on to. Um, he said, I, for I will restore health unto thee. I will heal thee of thy wounds, says the Lord, because thou call, thou call, call on thee by the grace of God. And so God will restore, amen? He will restore. Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse, it's one thing to know but you need to have a word that you stand on what you believe in for by the grace of God. And when God gives you something, reason takes some time before you get it because the Bible says in James, what? All good and perfect gifts are what? Are from above. All good and perfect gifts are from above. God don't give you jacked up stuff. 
Because he jacked up and it ain't from God. Proverbs said what? 10.22 said, The blessings of the Lord make us rich. He has no sorrow with it. By the grace of God. Amen. I thank God. I always like good stuff that God gives me. Because I tell you, if I left up to me, man, I could have married probably some jacked up women out there. But thank God I listened to him. Obey, waited. Because I appreciate what he's done for me. Amen. I tell you, God is good. Yeah, I tell you, God is good. Well, that's going to conclude our message for today. God promised to help you, but I want to give you that one scripture. Jeremiah 29, 17. That's a good scripture to embrace. Hold on to it. That's your word, because I'm telling you. That one over there in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 24, 17, says, no weapon formed against you. And next day, bam! I had no idea that journey was going to start the next day. But God always give you a word for crazy stuff happen. And that's why it's so important to go to church. You can't get that from looking, looking at all this crazy stuff on TV. It's not going to come to you like that. That's why it's good. And that's how faith here comes, by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Anointed words of God, amen? Because that's why people have no faith, because of stuff being preached to them. And not, it's, it's, it's not really... Faith words, amen. God wants to help you. He don't want you to die 